What's going on, guys? Zach from the Western Delicious Podcast here. Welcome to episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective. So glad to have you guys here with me this Monday evening. And I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. Today is Monday, y'all, in case you haven't figured it out. Or if you've been living under a rock the entire weekend and you forgot what the fuck day it was. And of course, that means we've got some news of the weekend. And before we get into that stuff, I want to tell you guys the schedule that's going to be going down this week. So today, of course, is Monday. We got the news of the weekend. We're going to talk about all the news that I could honestly find that were interesting enough to get on this program today. And we'll be discussing that on today's program. And of course, if you saw my Instagram post, you'll know what the top story is. We'll be discussing that in just a moment. Now, tomorrow is the debut episode of Last Week, This Week, where it was pretty much the Love, Hate, NXT. Um, But instead of on Fridays now and kicking off your weekend, we're going to kick it off on Tuesdays. And shout out to the GM himself, Ricky Rose, for giving me the idea. Um, So what we'll be doing on Last Week, This Week is we'll be talking about last week's episode of NXT, discussing it this week, and also getting you ready for Wednesday's, this coming, that coming Wednesday's episode of NXT. So you're getting a review and a preview in the same episode, which I think is a pretty cool concept. Then on Thursdays, of course, uh, you'll be getting Light the Fuse, which is the new uh, name for Love, Hate, AEW Dynamite. Of course, same concept as uh, last week, this week, but instead of previewing the next week's episode we're just going to talk about what i loved and what i hated about this past week's episode of aew dynamite excuse me so that's what we're going to be doing going forward um i think it's actually very workable um now in terms of my gym schedule it kind of messes up things a little bit because usually i would be on tuesday wednesday then saturday sunday but instead i now have wednesday and then thursday off doing thursday's episode and then I get three days straight of going to the gym. So um, it's really nice to have that little bit of a break. Um, and then, you know, getting back into the swing of things, three of the first four days of the week um, will be front loaded. So Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays from here on out, we'll be doing episodes of the Young Lions perspective. Still the same old three days a week, just a different tweaking of the schedule. Um, if you do not, if you actually, if you do want to get more exclusive content, from not only myself, but from, of course, the Kings of the Rings podcast, Will, the Queen Bee, Kate Murphy, and King Ricky Rose himself, as well as the Nate the fucking great, and, of course, the homie Fretzy. Um, if you want to get more exclusive content from us for just 17 cents a day, that's five bucks a month, you can get more exclusive access to us, including joining our exclusive Patreon chat, which, by the way, is one of the most lit things I've ever been on in terms of the group chat. Um, but if you want to join that, go to patreon.com, search for Wrestle Addict Radio, and join the War family in a more intimate way. Again, 17 cents a day. I know guaranteed you probably got in there your change uh, thing in your car. You probably got it in your purse. But yeah, I mean, 17 cents a day? Shit, most people spend $17 on lunch. Well, depending on if you're in the big city or not. Shit, most people send $17 a day regardless. Most people don't, like, just conceptually, I think it's a dope thing. I think it's a dope concept. 
but $5 a month will get you exclusive access to more of us, including Love and War, that I think I believe episode two just came out recently. I haven't been able to check that out yet, but I will be as soon as I can. I mean, I got a lot going on with my life. I'm, my life is the, the domestic to my madness, and it goes down. But I know for a fact that Love and War episode two is out, and if you haven't checked out episode one yet, go on our YouTube, youtube.com slash WrestleAddictRadio. Check out that first episode. It's kind of a free preview of what you're going to be getting into with Love and War. Also, check out my boy, I believe, yeah, I believe it's Nate. Nate put out a video um, pretty much rebooking the entire women's evolution. And may I say, if you have 25 minutes to spare, he absolutely nailed it with this one. He brought this one home in a major way. Um, he really he really killed it. So if you follow Nate, um, go check it out. And definitely support those movements on both fronts as well as joining our Patreon and getting more exclusive access to not only yours truly, but the rest of the war fam. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get into the top story of this week's episode of News of the Weekend. So, if you saw my Instagram post, then you'll understand what I'm about to get into. If you didn't check out my Instagram post, first and foremost, why aren't you following me at young underscore lines underscore perspective on Instagram? Two... Follow me on at follow me on Instagram at young underscore lions underscore perspective. Three. Whew. We are officially less than six weeks away. Forty-one days, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, if my math serves me right. We are forty-one days away from WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay, Florida. And. Apparently, WWE is making huge changes to the planned WrestleMania card. I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let y'all marinate on that for a moment while I take a sip of Red Bull, because I'm gonna need this shit. Kiwi apple, by the way, very nice. Y'all marinate on that. Okay. We are literally less than six weeks away from WrestleMania 36 in Tampa Bay, Florida. And all of a fucking sudden, WWE thinks it's a grand fucking idea to change the card for WrestleMania 36. The second I saw this report come out, I literally wanted to bash everything moving. I literally wanted to take a sledgehammer and just start and just yeeting shit. I am I was immediately pissed. Because this is not the time to be fucking around with the WrestleMania card. Here's how I see it. Alright. In terms of how WrestleMania 30 how WrestleMania 36 should be planned. Alright? They should have had everything set by the latest early January. You could have started getting everything started right after Survivor Series. Have a creative meeting and say, this is what we're going to do for Royal Rumble leading into WrestleMania. 
How are we going to book four months, actually simply three months of programming in the build to WrestleMania 36? Now, I'm sure they already had plans in place. I'm sure. But riddle be this. If you don't have plans, if you have plans in place, right? For WrestleMania 36, you have Drew McIntyre going over at the Royal Rumble. Day of, change plans. Par for the course at this point with us. You have Charlotte win the you have Charlotte win the Royal Rumble, of course. Again, change plans day of. You go through the entire month, almost the entire month of February, and then we get this report from WrestleTalk.com. Huge changes to plan WrestleMania card. This is written by Liam Winter. Let's get into it. There have reportedly been some huge changes to the plan card for WrestleMania 36 over the last couple of days. Dave Meltzer reports that the fiend Bray Wyatt is no longer scheduled to face Roman Reigns, and John Cena is no longer scheduled to face Elias. This is a quote from Meltzer of the program. Meltzer said, and I quote, a lot's changed. The only two matches that I have written about that have changed, and I don't know if it's 100% changed, but I was pretty much told that they've changed is Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns and John Cena and Elias. But I believe there's about five or six matches in total that have changed. Excuse me. But the other ones are matches that I hadn't reported yet anyway. Essentially, I think there's a raw change too. But basically, the SmackDown side of things, I would say every match is either going to change or is in danger of changing. I don't think there's one that's solid anymore. It was yesterday I heard everything's up in the air on SmackDown, and then I heard the same thing from several other people. Then today, I haven't got a new card, but I do know those two matches I mentioned right now look like they're off. What that means, I don't know. Now, I believe this was from Saturday that this went down. Continuing on, he didn't expand on what the new matches for the likes of Wyatt and Cena are, so that's probably going to lead to heaps of speculation over the next few days. Cena returns to SmackDown next Friday, which presumably is where the buildup for his WrestleMania match will start. The day before that, Wyatt defends the Universal Championship against Goldberg at Super Showdown. Put my phone to silent real quick. There we go. text message off real quick to mama and we will continue on so from eWrestling.com Wrestlemania 36 card looks completely different after WWE changes plans on several rumored matches this is from Matt Boone it looks like Vince McMahon is at it again, as the latest reports coming out of WWE insist that essentially the entire planned card for this, for this year's WrestleMania 36 for this year's WrestleMania 36 pay-per-view has recently been scrapped. 
According to the Wrestling Observer, WrestleMania 36 card is undergoing some major match changes, specifically with the SmackDown roster. Reports are that the planned Fiend vs. Roman Reigns Universal Title Showdown may no longer occur, and that John Cena will no longer be working a program with Elias. Speculation now is that this means either a title change between The Fiend and Goldberg at Super WWE Super Letdown, or that Cena will be the one to receive the championship opportunity. As of this writing, the only confirmed matchups for the show of shows is Brock Lesnar defending the WWE Championship against Royal Rumble winner Drew McIntyre and Charlotte Flair challenging Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. Continuing on, from ringsidenews.com, Goldberg fully expected to be at WWE WrestleMania. It's from H. Jenkins. This is actually from yesterday. WWE is making a lot of changes to WrestleMania this year. At this point, the entire SmackDown side is up in the air. It was previously reported that Goldberg wouldn't be at WrestleMania. He wasn't on the books. Now things could be changing as the super, super letdown might result in the former Universal Champion getting another run with that title. Brad Shepard reported, and Brad Shepard, a lot of people are giving him shit for the stuff he reports, because I think it's fucking hilarious. But that's neither here nor there, and I digress. Brad Shepard reported on Valentine's Day that his source said Goldberg is fully expected at the show of shows. This was long before any inkling was leaked out that WWE is going a different way with the card. Only time will tell what's going to happen next in the situation. It seems like WWE is keeping their mania plans closer to the best than usual. Either that, or they simply haven't made their minds up yet. It looks like Goldberg might be working in Tampa following his title match in Saudi Arabia. I could keep going. I could honestly keep going. WWE might have changed plans about another title run for Goldberg. Everything's up in the air for SmackDown and WWE WrestleMania 36. I could continue on and on. I really could. But I don't think I need to go any fucking further. So let's get down to business. If you were expecting a rant today, you're about to get one. And if you weren't expecting a rant today, you're about to get one. And I'm taking some another sip of Red Bull because I think I'm gonna fucking need it for this one. I don't need wings for this shit. Ricky, I'm sorry in advance. We are six weeks away from the grandest stage of them all, the showcase of the immortals, the show of shows, WrestleMania. And you mean to fucking tell me you're changing pretty much the entire fucking card? Fam. To the War Familia, to the YLP universe, I am appalled. I am shook, disgusted. I saw this report. I saw these reports, and I was kept. I kept looking at shit. I just literally. La I just laughed. I laughed. How in the absolute fuck are you gonna scrap your entire card except two matches that are literally definitive and try 
to come up with the remainder of your card in six weeks time. This is not just a Vince McMahon is rewriting the second hour of SmackDown while work while during the first hour of SmackDown. This is not changing plans the day of a Big Four pay-per-view or a pay-per-view in general. This is not stop and start pushes. This is literally your biggest show of the year, quote unquote. And you mean to tell us six weeks before your show, you're going to scrap the entire card and rechange everything. So let's break it down piece by piece then. So Roman Reigns versus The Fiend. That was the, in my mind, the clear cut match that we were going to see at WrestleMania 36. And I've pretty much been saying for quite a while now that all roads lead to Roman Reigns walking out of Tampa Bay with the Universal Championship. That, my my opinion with that, has not changed. And it will not. April 5th, Roman's walking out with the Universal Championship. Now, at this point, it's on who they decide to book to win said Universal Championship this Thursday. Me personally, at this very at this very moment, if Goldberg wins the Universal Championship on Thursday, I am going to come on I am literally going to come on here. Episode 174 of Young Lions Perspective, laughing my ass off. Do you not learn, Vince? Is literally what I'll be saying. Now, this can go in multiple ways. And I think for SmackDown side, you're looking at four major people, four people. Cena, Wyatt, Goldberg, Roman. Now, I saw speculation about Goldberg, Cena. Ain't nobody got time for that. So you can scrap, so you can scrap literally that one out of the gate fucking right now. And if you think that's gonna happen, you're out of your fucking mind. I'm not trying to see that at all. Alright. You could go Goldberg Roman. In which I will be laughing my ass off the entire fucking time. Because then you are literally putting a part-timer in one of your main events. And what could possibly be the main event. of WrestleMania 36. The lasting image. Roman beats Goldberg. Oh, oh, I want that to happen. That's the most likely one I want to happen. I want that shit to happen. I would want that so bad. I would want Goldberg Roman and I would want that match to go on last and I want in the entirety of Tampa, sorry Ricky, to shit all over this match. 
from beginning to end because at that point we already know the result Roman leaves with the title and the lasting image you see is Roman with the Universal Championship holding it high in the air motherfucking flat fireworks going off pop off and shit and me going on Instagram laughing my ass off oh yeah I want all that Wyatt Cena is a possibility now I'm off now that I can fuck with because we know a couple years ago the Wyatt family got embarrassed by The Rock Cena Wyatt's been a little bit of a deal and a lot of people would want that to be a solid return match which I'm fine with but what if Wyatt walks out Universal Champion in Saudi Arabia which then they have to go on Smackdown the next night all that good shit with Cena coming back Wyatt with the title and then we get Wyatt versus Cena in which at that point fans will start speculating that number 17 is on the horizon for Mr. John Cena now me personally I wouldn't want it I think I reported a few months ago John Cena doesn't want number 17 why Cena will only be there for what a couple months and then what John Cena versus Roman Reigns <laughs> you want that okay you want to go down that road okay brother I don't know which way they're gonna go frankly I don't give a shit I've been saying this from jump I have low expectations for Wrestlemania 36 I've been having low expectations for Wrestlemania the last five years including this one now the leaked Wrestlemania card that came out I could give a fuck less because that card looked like straight garbage but you mean to fucking tell me you're gonna scrap your entire card sans two matches and rewrite everything what the fuck are we doing here then when it comes to Wrestlemania plans need to be in place by January 1st no exceptions you could have it you could have your meetings after Survivor Series have your creative meetings throughout the entirety of December and have your plans in place I'm sure they had their plans in place, but all of a fucking sudden, Vince McMahon gets a stick up his ass and he thinks, I'm gonna change the entire WrestleMania card because I don't think it's gonna be good. Which are leading fans to speculate on Goldberg becoming Universal Champion again. Fastlane 2017, did we forget? I hope you didn't, because I didn't. Kevin Owens losing to Goldberg in less than three fucking minutes. How embarrassing is that for Kevin Owens? To go into WrestleMania season, one of the final pay-per-views before Mania, and you lose to Goldberg in three fucking minutes. And then we go to that WrestleMania, WrestleMania 33, was it 30? Yeah, 33, and we get Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> 
What a fucking sad situation that was. That was atrocious. What in the absolute fuck? A lot of people said Kevin Owens got buried that night. So let's 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 play this game. Let's play let's play a let's be a dickhead for a minute. Let's let's be evil for a moment. Let's say on Thursday, Goldberg beats Goldberg beats Wyatt. One, I'm laughing my ass off because they because WWE doesn't never fucking learns. You pretty much fuck over Bray Wyatt after a year of building him and six months literally of building up the feet to get crushed by Goldberg? Of all people, Goldberg? Bruh. Goldberg fam? Okay. And Goldberg goes into WrestleMania to face Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Then we get Wyatt versus Cena non-title. Which, I... Can get you can get Wyatt back his victory. The Fiend can get his victory back from Cena. If that's the most possible, the I'd say like right now, Goldberg Roman and Wyatt versus Cena are the two most possible, logical, which is sad to say from my end, matches we're gonna get. We could possibly get at WrestleMania 36. Wyatt Cena could be fired, and I know that for a fact. Ain't nobody trying to see Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. The casuals can have that. Y'all can have that. That ain't even what I'm mad at. I'm mad at the fact Vince McMahon thinks it's a bright fucking idea to scrap literally everything and start from scratch. Six weeks from WrestleMania. What? Six weeks? Vince McMahon can't even fucking book a show oh she can't even book a show fuck that he can't even fucking book a long-term storyline for six months but you mean to tell me scrapping everything and starting from scratch as we are literally 41 days away from mania is a smart idea Out of your fucking mind. Again, in all in all the cases that you've got, the most logical ending to all of this, Roman leaves Tampa as champion. Point blank, period. That's the, that's the most logical last thing we'll see. I don't know. I hope not. I hope that's not the main event. I hope Roman Reigns is not in the fucking main event. I hope Drew and Brock get that moment. I hope Drew gets his moment and leaves as the lasting moment because we need to build him up. And from what, I, from what I've been reporting, Drew has good a good solid relationship with Vince. But he doesn't want Drew versus Brock 
as the main event. He wants Roman versus whoever the fuck wins this Thursday. And now, pretty much saying that he's scrapping Wyatt versus Reigns. Do I think Goldberg wins the Universal Championship? I don't know, and I honestly don't give a shit. Will I be watching Super Letdown this Thursday? No. Because I got a show to record. And I don't give a fuck. I might take a peek at it in my lunch break. I don't fucking know. But I know this, though. If I look at my notifications on Thursday afternoon when I get out of work, and I see Goldberg has become the new Universal Champion, I know one thing. Mance is about to fucking wild the fuck out. He already put it on his Twitter. If Goldberg wins the Universal Championship this Thursday, he is going off. I told him to save me a seat. Now, I don't know if he got that tweet or not, but Mance, I want in on that if Goldberg wins. I want in. Because I want to join in this with you. I will be laughing while you curse every, say every curse word you know in the English language. I will literally be at home walking my dog laughing my ass off then getting prepared to do light the fuse on Thursday laughing the first things you first literally 5-10 seconds you will hear is me laughing my ass off and I try to and I know I try to keep it strictly AEW but boy would that be the funniest thing ever would that be the funniest thing Goldberg gets Goldberg gets his Universal Championship back title he basically never got a rematch for it you really want to see that again Bray Wyatt losing to Goldberg if it's Wyatt versus Cena for the Universal Championship it's a mere formality maybe for some that Cena walks out with a championship and gets number 17 This, either way, this looks terrible for WWE. You're on a literal deadline. You had, you have, you have essentially wasted a month's worth of, a month's worth of shit. Literally. You had your Royal Rumble shit. You started your builds. As far as I know, everything's scrapped. From what I was reading, they were thinking about doing Bailey versus Lacey Evans at WrestleMania for the SmackDown Women's Championship. What? Why? You don't have tag team match, tag team title matches in place, nor do I give a fuck. You don't have your Intercontinental Championship. You have nothing in place yet. Your United States Champion right now is suspended, and you haven't started that yet. So now do you wonder why I have low expectations for WrestleMania 36 this year? Now do you see why I have been shitting on WrestleMania the last two years? Is it getting to your head now? Why I have despised this show? Why I've had no hope? Why I've been literally telling every single one of you what is going to happen. Now, this is a monkey wrench. 
that's fine. I still think Roman's leaving this, leaving with the championship, though. Believe that. Pun intended. A lot of things could fuck. A lot of things can be fucked up. A lot of things can be fucked up. The last thing I would want to see in Tampa Bay is a riot. Y'all remember when Brock Lesnar faced Roman Reigns for the championship back in Dallas? I do. Fans booed that shit from beginning until Brock Lesnar beat Roman. Because Vince McMahon knew if Roman walked out with that title, Dallas might have fucking went off. This time around, Tampa Bay might go off. I don't see how this, how at any point point of this is this a positive for any for any sane person that uses common sense, logic, reason, and irrational thought to think about this shit. I don't see how at any point. That this could be a smart decision. You are basically telling me. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. That's basically what you're telling me. We had a plan. But we now want to do something different. So you wait. A literal month. A month. Before you decide, let's change everything. I am telling you right now. Goldberg wins that championship on Thursday. Make sure you check your Twitter timeline. Because it is about to go bananas. And I don't think it's going to go the way Vince McMahon thinks it's going to go. But that's going to conclude part one. Episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective kicking off news of the weekend. When we return, when I get back, I'm going to be talking about a former WWE star calling Vince McMahon a lazy asshole. I have injury news on Jordan Devlin. I'm also going to be talking about Nyla Rose being booked as a monster. Having uh, She had an interview recently and discussing a lot of topics, including uh, embracing her true self, being booked as a monster. I also have news on AEW veteran saying, I don't know if we'll ever be as big as WWE. Who said that? You gotta stay tuned to find out. I also have news on NJPW negotiating a new U.S. broadcast TV deal. That'll be interesting to talk about. I also have news on Naomi. Talking about asking about a year ago to go down to NXT to work discuss that and of course I also have news on Samoa Joe and at this very moment he is on risky ground after another concussion while filming a commercial I'll discuss all of that so what I want you to do is get you a drink get you a nice cold beverage get some food if you got a snack on you want to get your snack on real quick relieve yourself if you must go to the facilities which I'll be doing in a moment if you got to walk your dog, do something, do take something, take care of some things. Then when you're done, come back. Now discuss all of this in part two on episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective. We'll be right back.
back with part two of episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective, talking about the news of the weekend. I hope you guys did enjoy that rant there. Uh, me talking about WrestleMania 36 and Vince McMahon changing plans six weeks ahead. Six, oh, we are six weeks away being from WrestleMania. I hope you guys did enjoy that. Um, that was a that anytime I do a rant like that, um, it's literally no notes, nothing like that. I just take what I what's given to me, and I try to kind of formulate and not like you know a kind of what I want to say. Have my bullet points, make sure I hit every single one of them, and then we go from there. And then I just let the let the chips fall where they may at that point. Um, so I hope you guys I hope you guys really did enjoy that. Now at any point, um, now like now I do have all the news stories I have right here. But if you believe there are any news stories I may have missed, um, anything that you wanted me to talk about on News of the Weekend and I didn't talk about, but you want me to talk about, anything like that, any news stories that may have come across your way and you want me to, to just, you know, do a segment on it or do a rant or anything like that, do not hesitate to hit me up or any of the members of the War Family up on anchor.fm slash Radio. Leave us a voice message. Leave your opinion. If you're going to do one for me, um, do something like YLP, you know, or, you know, anything like that. And I'll listen to it. I'll check it out. And if I like it enough, I may actually feature it. Not, I actually will feature it on a future episode of the podcast. And I'll put that before I do said segment. So not only are we being a part of the show, you get to be a part of my podcast, which I think is a cool thing too gets you involved and it gets the you know conversation going so again anchor.fm slash wrestle addict radio leave a voice message if you if there's any news that you think i missed you want me to discuss anything like that and i'll have no problem featuring on the future episode of the podcast so now that we got that covered let's get into the remainder of the news i have for this week Ooh. And just so y'all know, anybody that's going to be going to Bally's anytime soon, they got a spring break sale going on, rooms from $31. I'm not saying I'm going to go there anytime soon, but if you are in the Atlantic City area, we're going to be going to Atlantic City. I just saw they had rooms for $31. $31. Now, I don't know what that means. Um, if you, you know, Caesars, Bally's, I'm just looking at an ad right now. I don't know why that just crossed my mind, but that's neither, that's neither here nor there. I digress. Former WWE star calls Vince McMahon a lazy asshole. This was actually from yesterday from WrestleTalk.com, written by Liam Winnard. <laughs> Who could it be? Who could it be? Let's get into it. A former WWE star has opened up on his time in WWE and a specific encounter he had with Vince McMahon that made him question his career choice. Trevor Murdoch, a three-time WWE World Tag Team Champion with Lance Cade, recently joined primetime with Sean Mooney when he, when he aired his grievances. Quote, Murdoch said, and I quote, there were four or five times we weren't being put on TV and we didn't know why. And we went to Vince one time. We were off TV for four or five weeks and we were writing ideas for us and giving them to the writers. People who should be writing the ideas, people getting paid to write ideas. We were doing it for ourselves and they weren't getting anywhere. So we tracked down Vince. We saw him catering the one time he was by himself. We sat right next to him. We said, Vince, 
You're not putting this on putting this on TV. We want to know why. And he goes, he looked at Lance. He goes, I hate your fake black hair. And he looked at me and he goes, I hate your pasty white skin. We said, okay. And we got up. The next day, I was tan. My partner was blonde. I'll be damned if we weren't on TV that next week. And I'm like, wow, why couldn't it have just happened three or four weeks ago? Saved us everybody, time, money. And that was like the beginning of my disdain with the business. It really bothered me like, wow, all that hard work and one lazy asshole putting a hold on it. You know, because that's to me, that's all it was. Laziness. You're paying me. You're putting me on your TV. You're telling me you ain't got enough time and energy to give me a two minute phone call and tell me to change something so it works better for you. And it really started leading me down my path of maybe this business isn't made for me. Maybe I was born in the wrong time frame. Maybe I'm the round peg in the square hole. And it slowly started just making me have disdain for the pro wrestling business. Murdoch currently wrestles, currently wrestles for the NWA after retiring for a period in 2015. Thanks to Wrestling Inc. for the quotes. Wow. Just wow. Now, I do remember Trevor Murdoch and Lance Kay. I remember that tag team. I actually like that tag team. They were good heels. They were really good heels to me. Now, mind you, I was a teenager around this time. Um, when Kate and Murdoch were running running house in the tag team division, and I never remembered them not being tan and fat <laughs> for Murdoch, and I never remember not seeing Lance Kate be a blonde. Not once, not even, not even a little bit. And honestly, in my opinion, they were a really good tag team. That's just me, though. I'm sure a lot of people will probably think otherwise. But the fact that they they were trying to figure out why they weren't getting on TV. Vince McMahon, they go up to Vince McMahon the one time he's by himself, and they and he basically just tells them, "Your I hate your fake hair, your fake black hair, and I hate your pasty white skin." And all it took was getting tan and your partner going blonde for you to get back on TV. Damn. Ain't that some shit. Think about this, y'all. You know, think about when maybe you were looking to get a promotion, right? You were doing everything by the book, doing everything proper. Projects were getting done on time. You went above and beyond to do, you know, stayed late, you know, did all this shit. And you, did, you weren't getting promotions. You were getting looked over all this shit. And so you catch your boss alone in that one moment. Sit down next to him. Ask him, hey, I'm putting in so much work for this company. I'm making you oodles of money. I'm doing my thing. Why aren't I getting the opportunities that, you know, Ed... And Jack over here, and Kevin, why are, why are they getting those promotions and I'm getting looked over? And your boss looks at you is, looks at you and says, 
I fucking hate your haircut. It's not corporate enough. Then all of a sudden, you think, damn, my hair's not corporate enough? So, you get the corporate haircut, boss sees you, within a month you get a promotion. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that would probably be the weirdest thing in the world. I've seen, I'm, shit, people get promoted for less in this day and age, shit. But, that, that's just kind of like what just popped in my head. Or, or your boss telling you, you work too fucking late. Get the hell out of here at five o'clock like everyone else does. Or getting good with so-and-so. So, you leave like everyone else does five o'clock. Or you get good with so-and-so and all of a sudden you get a promotion. But you wasted your time, your effort, all your energy on trying to do what was necessary for the company when all your boss could have, you know, in two minutes, all your boss told you was, fuck your, fix your haircut. Work less. Leave at five. Getting good with so-and-so. How fucking disheartening must that sound? I don't like your haircut. Your haircut's shit. Fix it. Then all of a sudden, you get a promotion. Or in this case, for Trevor Murdoch, you're back on television. When all it could have taken was a two-minute phone call saying, I don't like this look. I want you to look. This is, this is kind of the way I envisioned it. You two would look, and we go from there. That's fucking crazy to me. That is absolutely crazy to me that, you know, I don't know. It's just that it might just be me. I don't know. But that's just crazy that just, man, that's just fucking crazy that all it took was just a change, a change of hair, getting tan and you're back on television. To me, that's just, that's just disrespectful. To me, personally. I don't know. I mean, I could be, it could be just me. I don't know. But we got some breaking news. From WrestleTalk.com. I've been doing a lot of WrestleTalk lately. Uh, especially for this week, because they, they are just popping off. So, apparently, WWE has a backup plan for Saudi Arabia travel. This was literally published 11 minutes ago. So literally, I was taking my break uh, from recording and getting myself settled in for the second half of this episode. So, this is from Brian Joyce. The last time WWE went to Saudi Arabia, things did not go well on the ride home. For one reason or another, their roster was stranded in the country, unable to get back to the United States. The incident led to the NXT takeover of SmackDown prior to Survivor Series. And by the way, the best episode of SmackDown in 2019, by by the way. Now, WWE has a backup plan in case of trouble for their next trip. The promotion will travel for their Super Show, uh, I'm sorry, Super Letdown Show this coming Thursday. But a large number of the roster will be staying home. Fightful Select reported the following quote WWE have thought better of sending the entire roster to Saudi Arabia this go around after the issues last time 
Fightful Select has learned that numerous members of the SmackDown and Raw rosters are staying in the States this week. Previous shows have featured battle royales and tag team turmoil matches to get as many people on the card as possible. That is not the case for this show. Now we know that the reason for that could be WWE keeping their roster at home to use for SmackDown the following day. What a fucking concept! Should have done that the last fucking time. Instead of having everybody and their motherfucking grandma come through to the cookout. Shit. My goodness. Like, that whole deal, by the way, that whole spiel, you know, no, no, no fucking notifications on my shit. Shut up. Just, that was such a whole. That was just a really bad. That was a really bad look. And, you know, it was just crazy to me how WWE make, fucked that situation all up. Like, they'd be, you know, it was just so, it's just so bad. That was just so, so bad. But, I mean, we did get a, we did get the, one of the best episodes of SmackDown all year, honestly. And we did. You know, it, it was great. And I loved every single second of it. But that whole shit, literally, was just, just terrible for everybody. Like, seriously. So he... I know you're not retarded. But... What are you, Down syndrome? Just saying. Think when it came to last time? Retarded? So he... I know you're not retarded. But... What are you, Down syndrome? That's how that situation was to me. Norm MacDonald, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Oh my god, fuck me, right? Um, yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad they're actually being smart. They smartened up and realized that bringing everybody and their grandma maybe isn't the best of ideas. Just bring who you need for the show. Keep everybody back, and then write the shows you need to write for tonight and Friday, and then we good. But again, you know, that led to the best episode of SmackDown of 2019. Excuse me. With the NXT taking over SmackDown. And we got one of the better matches of the year. Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan, you know, Rhea Ripley and her squad coming out fucking shit up. It was beautiful. It was fantastic. But I digress and we move on. WWE NXT Cruiserweight Champion Jordan Devlin. Reveals injury. This is from WrestlingInc.com, written by Joshua Gagnon. Actually came out yesterday. NXT Cruiserweight Champion and Progress Tag Team Champion Jordan Devlin revealed he had to pull out of yesterday's chapter Progress Chapter 103 event due to elbow bursitis. Devlin was scheduled to defend his tag title along with Scotty Davis against Anthony Henry and JD Drake, the workhorseman. This is what he wrote on Twitter. Quote, sorry to the progress fans and management for missing chapter 103 today very genuine strenuous schedule lately and picked up a bit of elbow bursitis it'll be fine in a week or so i just didn't want to risk infection or 
aggravating it and prolonging my time out. See you guys soon. Replacing Devlin on the card yesterday was Eddie Kingston. Now, Devlin had won the tag titles with Davis back in September and captured the Cruiserweight Championship last month at Worlds Collide, which is a, which was a fun uh, Fatal 4-Way Championship match. That was pretty fun to watch. Um, but yeah, I mean, very smart on, De- on Devlin to, um, you know, pull out, you know, of his uh, scheduled event that he had with Progress. Um, it doesn't affect the tag team, chip, you know, uh, tag team title situation over in Progress. Um, it just meant that they weren't able to defend the championships against Henry and Drake. I'm sure they will get a return match. Um, they'll probably, they might do it at Chapter 104 um, next month. I know they have the super uh, super strong style 16 coming up, I believe, in uh, April. So I'm sure they want to get that out of the way in March, especially ahead of NXT Takeover NXT UK Takeover Dublin, which is which I know is going to be a banger of a card. And who fucking knows um, what's going to be happening with that? So that's always fun times there. Now this now this next article I was really interested in reading with you guys and just so y'all know i read none of these articles usually prior to talking about them i kind of want to get the most genuine reaction i can so that you get the most genuine genuine reaction out of me for when i do news of the weekend just keep you just keep you guys 100 on that if you already knew that then you know just tell me we know that shit for those of you who don't know that's how i get down with that but from wrestlezone mandatory.com nyla rose on embracing her true self being booked as a monster and more. This is written from by Colin Tessier. This is actually from yesterday. If my laptop want to act correct, there we go. All Elite Wrestling Women's Champion Nyla Rose recently appeared on Talk Is Jericho and discussed several topics, including her roots as a wrestling fan, embracing her true self, and more. Here are some highlights on how she got into wrestling. Quote: My grandma. She used to talk about going down to the armory and watching Haystacks Calhoun. And she would name all these names. And I'm like, who? But she brought me up on it in the golden era. And I grew up as a fan in Washington, D.C. on Mount Pleasant. I grew up as a fan watching every Monday night, you know, glued to my television. And then we got the Thursday night shows and just wrestling consumed my soul. And eventually there was a wrestling school in Manassas, Virginia. And I went and checked it out. And the rest, as they say, is history. On embracing her true self. She states, quote, I've been through so much. I dealt with so much. It's just like, I'm here. I'm doing this. I'm here for me. I can't worry about what other people are hung up on. If they're sour on something in their life and using me as a punching bag, which is what it is a lot of times, I get that. It sucks. Please stop doing that. But I get it. But I can't be hung up on that. End quote. And I'm being booked as a monster and working with smaller talents. She states, and I quote, it's a classic story. But it's a good story. And wrestling being what it is, you have you never know the outcome. Even if you think you know the outcome, there's a screwy curveball coming and anything can happen. Look at the first AEW women's match. Everybody thought they knew what was gonna happen, me versus Rio. But that plucky, scrappy Rio somehow got out from under me. And I didn't think she was gonna get my big ass off the top rope. But that knocked the wind out of me. She got me. Now, if you do want to check out the rest of the episode, it is on Spotify or anywhere else you can find Talk Talk is Jericho. Find it on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. Talk is Jericho on here. 
I might check that out a little bit later today. I don't know, but I know I got some NXT to watch tonight, so I may not check it out until later on this week. But it's going to be, that'll probably be a very good episode of Talking to Jericho. And I haven't literally listened to one since the Moxley episode. So if this is any indicator of what it will be, I'm very interested. Now, continue on with some AEW news from sportskeeda.com. AEW veteran says, I don't know if we'll ever be as big as WWE. This is the exclusive, so you know it's big. This is written from Matty Paddock. Expert columnist, by the way. One of AEW's biggest names has said he's unsure if the company will ever surpass WWE, but wants the company to focus on being a good place to work. All Elite Wrestling has gone off to a flyer of a start during its first 14 months or so in business. They've recruited some of the highest caliber talents on the planet with the likes of Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and John Moxley, and have quickly gathered a cult fan base around the world. Their weekly television show, Dynamite, regularly outperforms the WWE export of NXT, which airs in the same slot on Wednesday nights, with critics praising their output. It seems, though, that AEW are building steadily and have no designs on global domination of the wrestling industry just yet. Speaking exclusively to sports key, does Matty Paddock, veteran AEW announcer Tony Schiavone insisted that his greatest wish is that the company remains a good place to work for its employees. The 62-year-old is a key part of the company's broadcast team, but also spent time in WWE early in his career, with a stint as a lead commentator at the turn of the 1990s. He remains well-placed, then, to comment on the position of both companies and just where AEW is in the grand scheme of it all. He said, and I quote, I don't know if AEW will ever be as big as the WWE, with the network and the reach that they have overseas, because WWE has been around for a long time. But I'd like to see it be a viable part of wrestling. And I'd like it to be in a, be a place where very good professional wrestlers, both men and women, can come and make a good living and be treated fairly. That's what I'd like AEW to be. Now, if you want to check out the extended exclusive interview, um, you can go check that out on Dropkick Discussions. The Dropkick Discussions interview, I believe it's on their YouTube you can go check it out on sports uh, youtube.com slash uh, sports Kita. Shit, everybody and their grandma got a goddamn YouTube page nowadays. Mom, holy shit. My goodness. Um, I'm actually... Now, I read a little bit of this. I know I read it to the point where who it was. I didn't know what he said, though. And this is very interesting. Um, you know, realizing we may not be as big as, you know... WWE, and that necessarily doesn't have to be a bad thing to say. Personally, they don't need to be. With what they've been, you know, getting so far, and the, you know, the, the, you know, a lot of the people, you know, checking out their shows week out, week, week in and week out. I check out their shows weekly. I live tweet it weekly. Um, because I always know NXT is going to be there. That's why I don't watch NXT week after week. Um, I always make sure I DVR it, though, and get the entire full episode. Because I don't want to wait till Friday, which now makes it a little easier now that I'm doing this uh, last week, this week on Tuesdays. Um, it'll make it a little easier for me to check out. Uh, if I do miss the episode, I can actually watch it in full on Friday. But I like to have it on DVR so I can just fast forward through it and knock it out in about a half, in about a half hour less than I usually do. But... 
they don't necessarily have to be as big as WWE. They're only, they've only been a company for 14 months. Now, the one mistake that a lot of promotions do have is that um, they try to go up against WWE on Monday nights. The last time that happened, I believe Impact, I think when Hogan was there, they tried to compete with Monday Night Raw. And that really didn't work out too well for uh, Impact Wrestling. Did it, Hulk? Dixie. Didn't really work out too well. I don't think they need to... The only thing they need to worry about right now is building up the foundations of their program. Getting fans interested in the product. And so far, they've been doing quite well. Even when NXT got the jump two weeks early, AEW has been whooping their ass in the ratings. And that's not to say it's a bad thing. Both show, both NXT and AEW just kill it every single Wednesday. You know, they just do. And with good fucking reason. Because they don't insult our intelligence. They give us long-term storylines with character development and actually give us something to sink our teeth into every Wednesday night for two hours. Whether you watch AEW or NXT, it doesn't matter. Wednesday's the best night of the week for a fucking reason. Tony Schiavone's got it right. You know, we don't think we're going to... I don't know if we'll be as big as WWE, but they don't have to be. They're already getting hella fanfare. They've been getting fanfare since Double or Nothing last year. There's no reason for them to try to even think about facing WWE. Honestly, if, if I'm if I'm smart, I would never move to Monday nights ever. Ever. That'll be your biggest mistake. You go up against NXT, you handle business, you have kick-ass content every single week, and you bring fans over. With the way the wrestling landscape is now, alright? With the way wrestling lands, the wrestling professional landscape, wrestling landscape is now, there's so much more options besides WWE for the hardcore fan and the casual fan. NXT, NXT UK, Progress Wrestling, ICW, ICW No Holds Barred, in uh, shit, freaking independent wrestling production. Uh, Was it Ring of Honor? You have, you know, independent wrestling um, channels on. On online, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, all that shit. You have much more options. So if WWE main roster isn't your thing, we got NXT. You like NXT? Okay, we got NXT UK as well. Oh, you're digging that? Hey, there's this new company over here called uh, All Elite Wrestling that's been kicking ass for a little while. Why don't you check that out? Okay. Oh, you want to check out the UK scene? Hey, you know, besides NXT UK, hey, we got a little bit of progress. Those cats that are on NXT UK, they're also doing progress and uh, ICW shows. Hell, you can go on their YouTube and check that shit out right now if you want to check out their old stuff. Oh, you like oh you like the strong style, do you? Oh, hey, we got a little bit of that as well with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and we also got some for the ladies with Stardom. We got options, <laughs> but AEW, I think is I think Tony Schiavone's got it right. They're not as, they may not ever be as big as WWE. Again, they don't have to be. 
if they keep doing what they're doing and keep developing and keep growing and keep growing their fan base, it's going to begin to a point where they're going to start hitting a million fans consistently every single week. Once it gets to that point, the one thing I would not want WWE to do is literally think we can go up against Monday Night Raw and they shouldn't. That'll be their downfall. Just the way Impact Wrestling was when they actually tried to go head to head with Monday Night Raw and that almost killed their company. Getting into some quick New Japan Pro Wrestling news that I try to do every single week. NJPW, actually, I'm sorry, from WrestlingNews.co. NJPW negotiating new U.S. broadcast TV deal. This was actually from Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Let me make sure I, can, I know how to count. No, this is from Thursday. My apologies. This is from uh, John Fuentes. It looks like New Japan Pro Wrestling is negotiating for a new broadcast TV deal in the United States. According to a report from Dave Meltzer. Now, take this with a huge grain of salt, because usually I'm under the belief that... Um, I won't see it. I won't believe it till I see it. So that's just me. According to a report from Dave Meltzer on the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, New Japan Pro Wrestling is getting a new US TV deal after the promotion was affected by Anthem Media Group's decision to stop broadcasting NJPW on Access TV. Anthem, Impact Wrestling's parent company, purchased Access TV back in September. That December, Access TV decided to stop airing New Japan Pro Wrestling on their network, despite their broadcast deal not expiring until the end, until January of 2021. New Japan Pro Wrestling was aware that they needed a new TV deal after their current deal with Access TV expired, but were completely caught off guard by the network's decision to stop broadcasting their program. NJPW wasn't in a rush to find a new deal because they initially had a year to find a new broadcast form. Now, things have obviously changed. Despite Access TV deciding to stop broadcasting New Japan Pro Wrestling, the promotion decided not to sue for breach of contract. Mixed Martial Arts promotion Legacy Fighting Alliance, LFA, whose programming suffered the same fate as NJPW, did sue Access TV for breach of contract. As of this writing, there is no information on who NJPW will sign a deal with. We'll keep you updated as we learn more. For now, NJPW events, of course, are streamed on New Japan World. It's good to see, especially with the fact that New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, NJPW of America uh, is starting to gain traction. Um, it would definitely be wise for them to get a TV deal. Um, that way, if they wanted to show New Japan Pro Wrestling of America shows, given the fact that they have the LA Dojo now, you know, with the likes of Carl Connors and Carl Fredericks and all those boys, um, I think it would be wise for New Japan to actually um, really start trying to gain uh, traction in the United States. Now, who would they try to maybe... I don't know. Could be Sinclair. I'm not exactly sure who would they actually, you know, get up with. But if they do have a chance to be able to, you know, get that US, US uh, TV deal, that would be huge for the promotion. Um, I remember watching on Friday nights when I was watching, um, you know, New Japan Pro Wrestling, especially if I missed like a show or something and they would talk about the show, you know, and 
would think it would be huge for a new Japan to once again get a TV deal in the United States. Not only catering to people who actually watch New Japan Pro Wrestling on a regular basis, especially the Super J cast um, who do who have a po- who do podcasting, uh, who talk about literally talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling and hit that and killing that niche like a motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Super J cast, shout out to them because they put on a dope podcast. I think they they you talk about New Japan like it's going out of fucking style, you know, and that's their bread and butter, and it works. It would be wise for them to do so. Hopefully, sometime by the end of this year, maybe 2021, we would get something. I would want the, I would want them to do it in time for the G1 climax. But we'll see what happens. So we'll keep I'll be keeping an eye on it. And if I do get any news from, you know, if they do get a broadcast TV deal, I'll let you guys know as soon as possible. Probably on an episode of News of the Weekend for sure. WWE Star asked to be sent to N. XT. This is from WrestlingNews.co by Andrew Ravens. This is actually from Friday. So, the following was sent to them. Two-time SmackDown champion Naomi talks about her comeback, new story angle, and hair pride on Women's Wrestling Weekly for immediate release. So, she talked to uh, the host TK Trinidad and Emily May Heller, uh, breaking down the news of the week. And this is what uh, this is just a couple of the highlights that she had from the interview. As for as to why she had to take time off, quote, I finally just had to get myself together mentally, emotionally, physically. I was just breaking down. So when I asked for that time off to bury my cousin and to go back home and be there with my family and her kids that are left here, I ended up going to the, ended up going to the doctor to see what was wrong with me because it was it was very hard for me to get through matches. I was extremely fatigued all the time. I was literally targeting energy energy drinks just to get through the days of traveling and matches. Like, I was just, just didn't know what was wrong with me. I found out I was severely anemic, and I never knew that. So bad to the point where the doctors told me I had I came in later, whatever count was at a 9.4, if it would have got under a 9, then I would, then I would probably been th- have been threatening with a blood transfusion, which that just blew my mind, because I always thought, I'm like, fine, I'm healthy, I'm eating good, you know, it was that, and I found out I had a stomach ulcer, I was completely vitamin D deficient. On doubts, on how she had doubts about returning to, returning to the WWE and Royal Humble, quote, honestly, like I found out more from the internet than I probably do through work sometimes, but it was a surprise for me too. And when I finally did get the call that I was coming back here, I was like, whoo, it's glow time. Let's get it. Oh man, it was such a relief because I am my own worst critic and I get in my head a lot because I am so passionate. This is my art. I was scared. The worst thing is being gone that long and coming back to no one caring or to no reaction. Or, you know, I just didn't know what to expect. By the time I did come out, I was just like, man, I just hope they rock with me. And I hope that I deliver and perform like everything goes well. So just the pressure from all that had me really worked up. But it was like a good worked up. I had so much adrenaline. I was so excited just, and then just be back out there. I, I don't know how the hell they, there's so many grammatical errors. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna bother. And hear the audience like, you don't get that feeling anywhere else. Like there's nothing else like it in any other job in the world, end quote. When she talked about struggling with racism in the wrestling industry, quote, from the social media, that's something on the regular that we deal with all the time. Every day. It's the crazy type of negativity I get. 
one of the things that bother me is that people feel like they can say whatever they want, be as disrespectful as they want, and talent has no right or room to respond back or, or should just be quiet or take the higher road. I feel like you can state your opinion and still take the high road. You can still check people without being disrespectful, end quote. I, can, I feel that 100%. But the problem is I like to clap back too much and I like to talk shit and not talk too much for my own good. But y'all still love me. About a relationship with Jonathan Fatu of the Usos. Now they keep the love alive. Quote, you kind of have to. We're together so much. You can't be mad at each other because then it's a long day. It's a long day to be mad at each other. So normally, we get over our issues and stuff quick because we don't want our whole day to be ruined. That's a beautiful thing right there. Sharing who she would want to wrestle with in NXT and Bianca Belair. I asked about a year ago to go down to NXT to work. I just think NXT is awesome. I love NXT. And at the time, I really wasn't being used as much on the main roster. So I was like, dang, can I go down there and see what I can get into and what could happen? And I just love the talent down there. It's so good. And I know this was the time where I love Bianca. Her personality, her spirit is even more beautiful. So that was one idea I had either was to go work against her or to be with her, but it just wasn't the right time. And B is also a star all her own, and I think they want her to be that and come into her own. But it's just that dream of mine we've never officially had. Two African-American tag team champions. Rocky Johnson. <laughs> um, now, as she talks about what how she wants to continue in her career, just to continue to grow and improve and um, just have one real good angle with someone before, I don't know, I don't know what they're trying to figure out. Didn't get to perform as much. I didn't get a solid angle with anyone. I'm just exploring and why I want to continue to grow and I want to continue to not limit myself and just have a really good story. And of course, you know, thanking Women's Wrestling Weekly. I just want to thank you guys for always welcoming me and giving me a platform as well to speak my mind. It's always a pleasure and thank you very much coming back to you after a couple years ago. I feel like this was a completely different conversation and it was so nice. Thank you guys for giving me that moment. That's a lot to one. There's a lot to unpack with that. I'm not going to go into it. But just seeing, you know, the one thing I, the one thing, of course, struggling with racism in the industry as a man of mixed race, I deal with, I don't deal with that as much now um, because uh, I will clap back the fuck out of your ass and don't try to bring that negativity over my timeline. Trust me when I tell you, you will either get blocked or I will just clap back on you. Either way, you're getting dealt with in some way, shape, or form. I don't really give a shit. But, I mean, it has been a way of, like, you know, struggling with racism in the industry. That's a big deal. Um, the one big thing, the biggest thing I probably took out of this was that she wanted to go to NXT because she wasn't being used. We've, I've said this time and time again. You know, if you treat... And this, this is before NXT became a third brand on television. Treat NXT like a triple-A ball club. Even though NXT is better than you, so they might as well just be the major league team. Uh, talent you're not usually utilizing on the roster right now, send them down to NXT. Excuse me. I don't think Naomi ever got to be in NXT, if, to, to my knowledge. If I'm wrong, let me know. But as far as I know... I don't think I've seen one Naomi match ever in NXT. 
I think Naomi and Bianca could have had a fire match. Or they could have been a really good-ass tag team. And especially go for the Women's Tag Team Championships. A division Vince McMahon doesn't fucking utilize. Prick. You could have done you could have gone with that. You could have got some banger matches. I would like to see a Naomi Rhea Ripley. I would love to see a Naomi Bianca. I think if at the right angle, you can help Naomi, you can have Naomi help with the younger talent. Like a Dakota, like a Tegan, like a Candice, like a Mia Yim. So I, I I can understand why she didn't want to, you know, she wanted to go down to NXT. She wasn't getting used at all. So I can totally understand where she's coming from with that. This is a really cool thing. Uh, I like seeing these highlights, you know, just to getting, you know, a little insight on what people are thinking um, in the wrestling industry. And to round out this week's episode of News of the Weekend, Samoa Joe is on risky ground after another concussion. This is from ringsidenews.com. Let's see what the article real quick. This is from H. Jenkins from yesterday. Samoa Joe suffered a hand injury while filming a commercial. Now, we'll we'll discuss that um, when we're done with this. We'll see what the commercial was all about. The shoot required a table-breaking spot, and Joe landed wrong. It was not confirmed that Samoa Joe has another concussion, but it's widely assumed WWE doesn't release information about concussions. That was a run-on sentence. My bad. Dave Meltzer discussed Samoa Joe's recent injury during Wrestling Observer Radio. Vince McMahon has a tendency to see superstars as fragile after a certain point. Joe might be on risky ground in that regard. Quote, now here's the thing. Now we're on risky ground because now we've had two concussions in a short period of time. And you know that's when it becomes really concerning. WWE doesn't look like talking about superstar concussions. The fact that Samoa Joe suffered two concussions in such a short period of time is not a good sign at all. So let me see if we can uh, hit the hyperlink real quick, see if we can see what pulls up here. So this was from Thursday. Samoa Joe suffers head injury during commercial shoot. Samoa Joe takes part in activities apart from WWE. One recent day shooting a commercial turned into something much more serious. Pro Wrestling Sheet reports that Samoa Joe injured himself last week while shooting a commercial. He apparently hit his head during a bad table break while filming a stunt. There is no word on when he'll return. It was noted that he could be out of action for a considerable period of time. Quote, according to sources, the injury took place at a WWE commercial shoot last week when Joe hit his head during a bad table break as they were filming a stunt. While it's unconfirmed at this point, sources tell us could be Joe could be out of action for a considerable amount of time. It wasn't noted what company Samoa Joe was filming this commercial for. We'll probably see the commercial when it drops. Maybe not, people. So, let me get this straight. You had Joe in a program with Kevin Owens, more than likely facing Seth Rollins and Murphy for the Raw Tag Team Championship at WrestleMania. Joe goes out, does commercial, cracks his head wide open, now has a possible concussion. So now, more than likely, Joe's out of WrestleMania. The tag match you had with Kevin Owens against Rollins and Murphy is now pretty much bye-bye. More than likely, leaving Murphy off the card. 
and possibly into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal pre-show matchup. Congratulations for you, Murphy. You get to enjoy a pre-show match. You leave the and you leave the whole angle high and dry, and now more than likely you're gonna get Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 36. Possibly, I don't know. But it sucks. Because this is, I believe, second his second WrestleMania he's gonna miss. And now Vince McMahon is looking at him like he's fragile. Can never anyone else on that commercial though? Now, I understand anything can happen with commercials. I get that. But if you have Samoa Joe in an angle, and it was probably going to lead up to WrestleMania 36, and have them possibly winning the Raw Tag Team Championship, why in the absolute fuck are you going to have him do a commercial while he's doing an angle? Are you serious? This is this is horrible. Again, it ruins an angle. It ruins the storyline that you have for Samoa Joe. Now he's out of another WrestleMania. Now Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins are going to face one-on-one. That means Murphy is more than likely not going to be on the WrestleMania card. I don't know what to tell you. So we'll see how it goes. Um, I wish Samoa Joe, of course, a very speedy recovery as we always do with every wrestler that does get injured. And I hope to see him in the future choking motherfuckers out with the Coquina Clutch. But that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective, talking about the news of the weekend. As always, we're going to close out the show in proper YLP fashion and get you ready for the debut episode. Of course, episode 133. In the debut episode of last week, this week. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective. Talking about the news of the weekend. I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day. Your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, opinions on this episode of the News of the Weekend, or any news stories I may have missed and you wanted me to discuss, do not hesitate to hit me up or any of the other members of the Wrestle Attic Radio family with a voice mentions on anchor.fm slash Wrestle Attic Radio. If you're going to send one to me, make sure you put a YLP in there so I know you're referring to me personally. Sound off. Make your voice heard. Let me know what you're thinking. And if I like it enough, I'll have no problem featuring it on a future episode of the Young Lions Perspective podcast. Of course. If you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the Young Lions perspective. Share this episode and all the other episodes of the Kings of the Ring podcast and the Game Changer podcast across all of your social media, the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitter, your Facebook Messenger, your LinkedIn, your Bumble, your Hinge, your Tinder. I don't give a fuck what you got. Share these episodes across all your social media, especially with what I've got coming up personally 
in, in the next couple of months and of so. Of course, y'all know next Monday will be the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was AEW Revolution on March 2nd. That's going to be a banger. Y'all know that's going to be fun for me. Of course, y'all know the good, the bad, and the ugly. That was WWE Elimination Chamber. Is going to be going down later on in the month. And of course, y'all know we are coming up on April 6th. Quickly. We are about literally, we are literally six weeks away. Are we literally no seven weeks away? Six or seven. I don't really I, I can't do math most of the time. Six or seven weeks away from the good, the bad, and the ugly that was. WrestleMania 36 weekend. So y'all know y'all need to stay tuned. With, with the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. And of course, y'all know the Kings of the Rings Podcast is going to be doing some banger episodes. I know they will be. And of course, the Game Changer Podcast as well. They'll, they will be doing some banger episodes as well. And you know, just what I'm saying, in 2020, y'all, the YLP Universe and the Russell Added Radio family are here to tell you that we are the alternative of professional wrestling podcasting and that we are here to... Stay now. I know most of y'all, a good portion of y'all, I would say, do not have the anchor app, and that's okay. You're not hurting my feelings. I've got, actually come to terms with it. And you guys usually have several other podcasting platforms that you use to listen to your podcast on a daily basis. And we are on many different platforms, not just the anchor app. We're on many different platforms. So if you want to check out an episode of the Young Lions Perspective, an episode of the Kings of the Rings podcast, and or the Game Changer podcast, you can find mine and all the other shows across several different platforms including apple podcast google podcast radio public overcast pocket cast Castbox fm podcast addict player fm stitcher radio and of course that good old spotify fam search for the young lines across all these different platforms you should have no problem finding them what so Ever now, if you guys want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective Podcast, you can follow me over on my Twitter on the Twitter machine. I can be followed at Swade Senator War. That's S U E D E S E N A T O R capital W capital A capital R. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite SmackDown Live, and again, as I've I've stated as of late. SmackDown Live is on thin ice, and they need to keep up their consistency in order for me to continue on live tweeting for their shows. Keep in mind. And I also do live tweeting for every AEW Live pay-per-view, and I will be live tweeting during AEW Revolution this Saturday night. I cannot wait to see this pay-per-view. And we'll be discussing, of course, AEW Revolution later on this week when we do episode two of Light Light the Fuse. Also, I do live tweeting for every WWE Live pay-per-view and every NXT and NXT UK takeover special. And on the rare occasion that I'm up at 3.30 in the morning and I have to, you know, I go to the bathroom and I can't go back to sleep. I also do live tweeting for NJPW as well. And that's always a good time to me because you get to wake up, you get to see the tweet. You're just like, oh, random flex. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, of course. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, I am I can be followed at young underscore lions underscore perspective, 60 second thought videos, spicy maymays, or memes as you kids like to say nowadays. I'm a millennial. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about 99.9% of the time anyway, because I'm just as confused as the rest of you motherfuckers. 
Of course, updates on when I do episodes, all that good stuff on there. Follow me on both of those platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the Young Lions Perspective Podcast. So tomorrow, episode 173 will be the debut episode of last week, this week, where I'm going to be reviewing last week's episode of NXT and getting you ready for this week's episode of NXT coming up, the review and the preview of NXT. And I think that's going to be a very interesting thing, and I can't wait to do it with you guys and share it, all the fun things with you. So that means tonight I got to watch NXT, and I'm going to enjoy that while eating muscle while getting some spaghetti in my system because I am quite hungry at this very moment. And then we get to have fun tomorrow discussing what went down on last Wednesday's episode of NXT. And again, previewing this week's upcoming episode of NXT for you all. So guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. If you're going to be watching Monday Night Raw tonight, by the time you listen to this episode, Monday Night Raw will be going on. And if you are, as usual, my condolences to your sanity. If you're not, just enjoy the rest of your evening. And I'll see you guys right back here for episode 172 of the Young Lions Perspective. See you!